0: I'm Stefan Sittig, and welcome to American Theatre Artists Online, where we talk with leading contemporary figures in American theatre. Judy McLean is a seasoned Broadway performer with a career spanning several decades. She starred as both Donna Sheridan and Tanya in Mamma Mia on Broadway for more than 4,000 performances, making her the longest running lead in that show's history. Off-Broadway, she recently starred in Romeo and Bernadette, receiving an Outer Critics Circle Award nomination, and she created the role of Vienna in Johnny Guitar, garnering a Drama Desk nomination and a Drama League award. Her other Broadway credits include Kiss of the Spider Woman with the legendary Cheetah Rivera, Aspects of Love with John Cullum, and Chess. From the baker's wife in into the woods, and Maria Collis in Master Class, to Norma Desmond in Sunset Boulevard and Diana in Next to Normal, Judy McLean has a knack for playing strong leading ladies. Hi, Judy. Hi, Steph. How I are you? you. <laughs> <It's so laughs> we great. said it at the same time. Uh, I'm so glad you're here. Uh, thank you so much Me for too. for joining American Theater Artists Online and for coming to talk to us. And it's so um, fun. Yes, and I'm so excited that you're here. I've been wanting to talk to you for a while, just to talk to you, even if it was just to catch up. Right. (laughs) (laughs) But now it's an extra bonus that you're also on the show. So I wanted to talk to you. You know, you've been in the game. You've been doing this for a while. You've been on Broadway and elsewhere, regional theater, oh my, everywhere on tour. Um, You've been performing for a while, and in that time, you yes, and you have a a lot of experience um, performing. Leading ladies in a lot of musicals, and so as I was looking through, um, you know, your website and your resume, as thinking of what to ask you, there's so much. I it was really wonderful to see the breadth and and the the all all the different roles that you've played. I think a lot of contemporary audiences though know you most for playing Donna in *Mamma Mia* on Broadway, and I know I saw you as Tanya. Which I think was your, something you played earlier. 11 years, 11 years. 11 years on Broadway and Mamma Mia. Tell us about that experience. What was it like?
1: Yeah, I did um, Tanya for seven and a half and Donna for almost four years. Wow. Um, I am the longest running principal in Mamma Mia history, which is so crazy. Um,
0: Over 4,000 performances? Over
1: over 4,000 performances. Wow. And yeah, it's so funny, you know, for, um, you know, it's, it was, it's a blessing. And also a little bit of, was a curse for a while. Not a curse, but maybe a little albatross. You know? How so? Tell us. Um, well, you know, being in the mama thing, most people in this business sometimes define you as what they know you as. So, you know, you become well-known for one thing and then they kind of define you as that. And prior to that, I was doing, like you had said, all these leading ladies, you know, Paper Mill and on tours, national tours. And, um, and so I, you do something for 11 years and that, become, that starts to define what other people think of you, you know? Um, So, but yet, I'll tell you, it was one of the most joyous experiences I've ever had in in any theater. Um, There's something about Mamma Mia that you become a family, like no other, I'm not sure why that is, but you become a family like no other production. It's, It's really crazy. And I'm not sure if that's because the nature of the show is so joyous itself that it's a very happy show. So for 11 years, I was really
0: happy doing that show. <laughs> well, I was gonna say, you um, get the. It, it, I think that's as close as an actor gets to a full-time, permanent no, job.
1: The beauty of it was, though, as I was doing Mamma Mia, they would let
0: me go mm. to do
1: all my symphony gigs, my symphony concert
0: appointment. I Minnesota. saw that, They'd you've done a lot of those, yeah, wow. And,
1: and Right, and then they actually let me go to do some other productions of regional production. The first regional production of um, Next to Normal, I remember going to my uh, general manager and saying, You know, I, I need to do this part, and I was going to leave the show. And that was not, I think I was doing Tanya, it must have been almost in my sixth year, six and a half years in. And I said, I really want to go and do this, This I have to go do this. Sure. <laughs> so it meant leaving the show. And he said, No, he said, You're not going to leave. He said, You're going to go and do it and you're gonna love your job even more when you come back. So they held my job for me.
0: That's was, wonderful.
1: I mean, it was just, it was really a blessing. It was, um, you know, the experiences I had, doing the Tonys and doing all the, the the good morning shows and all those kind of things, and you know, all the anniversaries. we. We were in the front of the theater. We had fireworks on Broadway above the theater on our fifth anniversary. I mean, it was just insane. We did the wow. the Mega Mix on Broadway outside on a stage with fireworks going on above. So there was so much, and it was just, a, just an amazing family. So I had to kind of put that aside and say, you know what, I, I did have this amazing career prior to Mamma Mia, but I've now since been, since I've left, redefining myself again. Sure. In even a bigger way, you know? Yeah. And now I have that with me that I can carry with me all the time. It's been really, it's been really
0: wonderful. And in that time that you were in Mamma Mia, those 11 years, you said, uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. you must have performed with a lot of different Tanya's when you were Donna and a lot of Donna's when you were Tanya and a lot of Bills and a lot of, you know, all the different Skies and Sophie, all the characters. So yeah. you must have yeah. built quite a huge family. It's a a Mamma Mia one. You know, what was
1: great about it was, is that Mamma Mia doesn't, didn't, or didn't, I shouldn't say, we're not running anymore, but yeah. what it didn't do was bring in names outside of theater names. It was, right. it was a show that brought in theater people. Interesting, yes. The theater, right? Mm-hmm. So I was I was working with people like... Beth Level, Michelle wow. Pa, Carol Lee, you know Gina, Olga Meredith, all these people that I would actually go to audition
0: against. Yes.
1: Now I was being—they're like my sisters. Of, yeah, I was gonna say
0: right. there's that a show, sisterhood about the show, right? Because the yeah. three leading ladies, and then how many different right. ways you rotated different in different parts. Did you ever have someone that you were Tanya with, and then when you played Donna, they were your Tanya? Did that ever happen? <laughs> <laughs> well, now it's like the wise, trivia. Understudy wise, so understudy that, wise, you know, yeah. Sure. Sure of understudies that came in that oh. you know, could be the, be the roles in their That's own. So right? great.
1: So and so it was great to kinda of, all of a sudden and I was done and they were talking. Yeah, we did we we mixed around like that. Good. So it was really kinda of fun. And the beauty of Mamma Mia, I have to say this, like no other show I've ever been in, every year my contract was up and it would be time for a renewal or no renewal. But I have to say to you, every time I went into the show, you would have a rehearsal period. And they would change things for you. Oh! I went in as Donna with a new, brand new cast. We changed blocking, we changed choreography, we changed
0: sometimes lines. So it felt fresh. You know? It felt like a new it's show. All
1: fresh. It would be like you would put, you'd be able to put your stamp on it. Unlike a lot of shows Great. that you go into, kind of cookie cutter and
0: you go into yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Not
1: this. It was crazy. It was really oh.
0: amazing. So there's a little bit yeah. of freedom in there to do that. Well, you know, I dove right into the Mama Mia thing because I think you know that is a huge milestone in your career. But that's. Yeah that's fast forwarding a lot, right? So if I really think about it, you know, that you had been doing shows on Broadway for a while at that point when you first yeah. booked Mama Mia. It wasn't your first show on Broadway. So um, taking it back a little bit, I know that um, mm-hmm. I was reading that you got a BM in music, Bachelor right? Bachelor Music from, Ithaca, from College. Ithaca College. And so College. what was that like and how did you go from, did you know you wanted to do this?
1: No, you know what was interesting back then. You know, I came from Pennsylvania, Scranton, Pennsylvania. Nobody in my high school was really doing with doing the musical theater thing. Mm -hmm. So I was just studying classically. That's what I I wanted to sing. I knew I was a singer. I studied, Mm -hmm. you know, sang in church and everything. And so I knew that there was no theater. My school, uh, we did two freshman year in sophomore year we did two shows West Side Story and Oliver and then they were supposed to do my fair later my senior year and I never got to do it because the director's mother died oh. so there you go that was that but the thing is I didn't grow up doing theater I grew up doing classical music singing you know Kata and all these all these crazy operatic roles oh. and I went to Ithaca College to study classical music and about my junior year I realized oh this is not me, this is mm. not in my soul. I mm. did not have a belt, nothing about it. Mm-hmm. And I realized I started coming to New York and auditioning my junior year of high school, uh, college, I think, and coming to Straw Hats. You know the Straw Hat audition? Yeah, yeah. Come and they're, right, 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 you remember those? They still have them. Um, oh gosh. And so you'd come in and then I would get jobs for my, for my summers to go away and do theater. And so I started getting this theater book, but I didn't know how to sing belting, which now I'm known more as a belter than I ever was a soprano, right? Which is so crazy. Yeah. But so I what happened was I met an incredible man, Bill Schumann. Um, when I first, after college, I moved to New York. I had my degree in classical music and, and education, which is so funny. Now I teach private voice, but I never, ever back then said, I'm never teaching. You know, I, I did that for my dad. Aren't you now glad? I won't teach. Your dad was right. And now I'm like teaching yeah. private voice, master classes and teaching private voice, and it's a whole nother thing. But, mm. you know, so I came to New York with this soprano voice, and I remember going to my first voice lesson, him saying to me, you know, what do you want to do? I said, well, I want to do musical theater. He said, well, you don't look like a soprano. You got to learn how to belt. I said okay, teach me, and I spent the next, you know, four years diving into learning a healthy belt and mm-hmm. how to do it, and and knowing how to use my voice in the healthiest way possible. And you know what's so funny? Then by the time that came out, I got my first Broadway show. I think it was what twenty five or twenty six, and it was Chess, which oddly enough is Benny and
0: Bjorn. Right. right? I was gonna say full circle, right? right? You're back. Full circle. And I, and I love that show. All the time. I love that so show. Full circle. Oh. And uh, me too. But and you score, right? and you were in the okay. So this is kind of historic. So then you were in the cast of that Broadway production, the Broadway version <laughs> yes, of Chess, no, Judy which Kune. yeah, understudy Judy Kuhn. Oh wow! Like him, so I what what a, Judy. you were right there. What a place to be. Because I mean, because we all know those of us that love chess and are kind of cult fans of chess the musical yes. and have the yes. london recording and then there's the broadway where they changed all the stuff and i've only done chess once myself and when i did it it was that it was the broadway version we did so the script was really different and they Fair. changed a lot of stuff i mean i enjoyed it but it was like so people were so enamored with the london Cast recording, right.
1: I learned how to belt from Elaine Page. Right. I
0: needed to listen oh. to her oh, the way in, in
1: order how to like how to, how to belt. When I was learning how to belt, I was like listening to her. And then I ended up doing chess, different version. of one version right. I did Paper Mill was Robbie Marshall directed it. Wow. And I did it out in Sacramento twice. I did wow. it in Houston. I ended up doing making my career doing Florence and chess for a long,
0: long time. It's a good role for you. And that's uh, oh, I, great. I mean, it's still it's one of Yeah, and of them. it's great. And and so, so um, chess was your first show on Broadway.
1: That was my very first show. We opened, it was just, oh gosh, I can't remember what the reunion was, but it was like 30 years or something. Okay. So say, oh gosh, don't say that, don't say that. I have to but, ask
0: this um, question, though. Michael Michael Bennett was supposed to have choreographed and directed that, produ- or directed at least that production of Chess, right?
1: Yes. Wow. And then did- they redid it in London after he, then they then oh. Trevor did it.
0: Okay, and Trevor, Trevor No, right, then yeah. And took over, and they got Richard Nelson to come in and do the book. Wow, he, yeah. And, and Trevor wanted more, um... A little bit of the espionage and more of the, sure. the you know
1: the, the the political stuff going on, and he wanted directed. He had the periactroids on stage. <laughs> I go on for five hundred days talking about just the craziness of the set. Our first preview I think was four and a half hours long. Wow. The set wasn't working. The book was book wasn't working. I have a really great story about that actually. We were in previews and the set was not working. Robert Robin Wagner did the set. Amazing set, but the light it was supposed to be that it was a turntable mm-hmm. and the lights underneath were supposed to light up. Sure. And these periactroids were supposed to follow each there's a man inside each periactoid and they would follow the track lights for each cue, right? Okay. As it turned. Sure. Every single cue in the show. Oh jeez. Well, the, the lights weren't working. Okay. <laughs> so they went out and bought different colored glow paint. Glow paint. And painted each of the cues in every every guy's different for you know how many cues are in a
0: show. Right, I mean, sure. I mean, oh my gosh games. what a nightmare and they paint it <laughs> right
1: so i have to tell you a beautiful story about that with trevor non because it's one of my favorite stories
0: we're getting Not all done, this inside name. insider chess insider yeah, knowledge
1: this is this is my insider this is this, this is was great. something that happened for me i was a young kid at the time and my dad was actually passing away of, of cancer mm. and i was in previews and i had found out that he was sick and we were we were in previews and i had found out that morning I had been going home to see him every day off, and Trevor knew that. Trevor Mm. knew what was going on in my life. He knew how hard it was. So there we were, I think it was after like our maybe second or third preview, and we were going hours long, and he was on stage with all the Schuberts and all the crew, everyone from the department heads were on stage and i had just spoke to my sister it was 11 11 o'clock or 11 30 on a saturday night and i was going home we had the next day off and i was going home to see my dad and she just said to me on the pay phone this was at the backstage of the Imperial i remember meter, those yes. said to me right and she said just get home so mm-hmm. he was dying he was dying yeah. that night mm-hmm. and i went and i thought how am i going to do this i went walked up to the stage and there was trevor talking to all these department mm. heads and having this big meeting because the set wasn't working sure it was just a mess it was just a mess and you know what that's like opening a product oh show. and tech is as hell as working. it it's is just, right yeah there's a lot of money involved mm. and all of a sudden trevor looked over and he saw me standing in the entranceway and i with my tears streaming down my face oh. and he walked he said excuse me everyone and he literally stopped the meeting oh, wow. walked over to me and i just couldn't even speak and he hugged me and said and he just stood there for the longest time what felt mm. like probably probably hours felt was probably minutes right sure but hugged me and said and i looked at him and i said i'm leaving the show i can't i can't do this i'm i'm leaving and he said your job is here waiting for you and if you come back it will be here but you take care of yourself and
0: mm. but we're, we're here waiting for you when you want to wow. come back and wow. i walked
1: out and of course you know my dad died that night and My mother was was like, "You're going back to the show. You know, your father wouldn't want this."
0: Sure. Yeah, and were your parents big supporters of? of? Well, my mom. They
1: were both. My family's incredible. My brothers and sisters all incredibly, incredibly. um, No one else is in business, but incredibly, incredibly. Supportive. supportive but my yeah. mom was just she knew that my dad wouldn't want that you know, sure yeah so opening night we had a seat for him in the oh, audience and my sister put a rose on that seat Oh. and every now and then she just turn and say, are oh, you liking the show
0: dad <laughs> <laughs> and it makes <laughs> it per, you know when you have to perform and i've performed too with um deaths and in, in my family close yeah, family um have yeah and you had the show does go on but you know you go on in in memory of them and you do it for them you right do. And that makes it, it actually makes the performance really sweet. And and it makes you really, really, you know, love, you know, have that love there on stage with you. And it makes it special. That show
1: holds a very special place in my heart for that reason alone. But Trevor was just a sweetheart and I just wanted to, he's just an amazing man. And and that was really great.
0: And so you, so then you got, you got into chess and that was your first show. And was it struggle to get into the first show or was it one of those things where you, it kind of. I went to an open call. Wow. I got wow.
1: everything, I got everything pretty much, I mean, I got Chess, I went to, my agent could come get me in, I went to an open call, and I had been to so many auditions for Johnson, remember Johnson was casting? Mm-hmm, yeah. I don't know if you can, yeah, and Tara's still casting, Tara, Tara still yeah, Tara huge room. office, right? Mm-hmm. But Tara once, she she was one of the first people, when I went in to see her one time, she said, um, do you think you could sing Memory from Chess? Because she was auditioning for it once, and I said, okay, I'll try. I mean, I was just learning how to belt, I was, right. I was so young, I was a baby. Yeah. But um, I I got chess from an open call and had several wow.
0: callbacks and, and went an open call. I got my first mm. national tour into the woods from an open call. Yes, and you were the baker's um, wife in that, correct? Right? Yes, mm-hmm. I remember you talking to me about that years ago and that experience. And I
1: have great stories about that too. Yes,
0: I know we could we could go on for hours with you. I feel like I need a three hour <laughs> podcast, even though we just started. I I know they are more under. I'll have to do a part two at some point if you have time. Okay, part, two, um, part two. But so the the definitely so from Ithaca College into you know New York and then chess and then I know you did several other shows on Broadway kiss of the spider woman with cheetah which i saw cheetah, i wonder if i ever cheetah. i was a i was in grad school when i saw that show i got to meet cheetah after and i wonder if i saw you in it i may have seen you 80. as you were you were but marta this, right marta I was i i, I you, understudied, Mark. So you I was, on, I was on a beeper. I was a standby, and they waiting to an go acting
1: class. And all of a sudden, my beeper would go off. It's like, oh, <laughs> I got to go
0: do a show. You know, I may have seen but you there.
1: I was singing duets with Cheetah, and you know, massaging Brian Stokes
0: Mitchell's chest. I mean, come oh, on, life. Doesn't get what a gig! <laughs> Doesn't it, does it at all? <laughs> oh my God! And you did aspects of love, and yeah. um, and and I mean, th- so you had all these shows, Broadway shows under your belt prior mm-hmm. to the Mamma Mia days, Mamma Mia years, yes, which would yeah, come yeah, much yeah. later. So you know, it was it's just that the Mamma Mia thing is such a thing that people probably recognize you from because it's one of the later things that you've done sure. and that you did yeah. for so long but it didn't mean that you didn't have a whole Broadway career prior to arriving so really true. to some, some know, extent yes and all these regional theaters yes. there are
1: great regional theaters around the country you know like I did follies with you Chris that was after that was in oh. was that, when was that, Wait, that
0: 2003
1: was before that was before that.
0: I, mean, I, I remember happened. the year cuz that was my last show I, that, I retired after that. God. That was my last show as a performer. Yeah, I just realized I wanted to do more choreography and directing, I wanted to be on the other wow. side of the table. Oh, I'm well, honored, that was great. It was yeah, I was honored was to be able to dance with you in that show. Wow, That was so much fun. Anyway, yeah, I'd have I a great so- photo of us somewhere, and, and it's, it's um, up here. So, but you um, know, the thing is, I did paper Mill and all these great mm-hmm. roles, these leading ladies, yeah. that I got the opportunity,
1: Ava and La Mancha. And, I know, I was gonna. You know, Oliver and Nine, and it just, all these amazing, you know, like Follies, you know, doing, you know, that,
0: the roles. Phyllis, it's, it's yeah. crazy. Yeah, um, no, it's an amazing experience. And so, so let me ask you a question. Since we've now yeah. mentioned a couple of shows and different, you talked about Bjorn and Benny and their music. Yes. Obviously, you've done two of their shows on Broadway and they've mm-hmm. been important to you. Um, yeah. And you understand, I think, their music and how to sing it at this mm-hmm. point. Uh, uh, <laughs> and, but, uh, right? Uh, you do. <laughs> but you've also, what I noticed about Looking at what you've done is that you've played a lot of leading ladies. You've played a lot of Sondheim leading ladies, mm-hmm. and you played a lot of Andrew Lloyd Webber leading ladies. Very different, right? Right. How was what? What do you find different and challenging? Obviously, you know what. What are the different challenges for that, or do you approach them differently, or are they just?
1: Yeah, for sure. You know, I think it's interesting. You know, when you and I'm going to be I'm probably going to go to hell for this. Somebody's going to call in and say
0: this is bad. <laughs> you, you should not. say... No, you know, be you know free to be Weber, who you want. For me, yes.
1: He he writes for a belter. I mean, come on. Yes. Ava, Joseph, I've done all of them. Rangy, also rangy. Yes. He just knows how to write for a belter. He, he wants that kind of certain, certain effect yeah. from, from a woman's voice. You know, he, he knows how to do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, he really yeah. does. Sure. Whether or not you like Andrew Webber, mm-hmm. he does that. Yeah. You know, in song time, it's so much more for me about the lyric, right? Yeah. And, and really telling a different story. And he does write. He wants the impact with the vocal as well, but, um, you know it's about the lyric you know when i was i did i was doing the baker's wife on the national tour and i was the first time i went on i was a stepsister at the time at the candy center and i was going on for the very first time as the baker's wife and because i was understanding it mm-hmm. and they brought in the fire curtain after the show and sondheim was in the audience now he cast me it was at my audition but right. it was the very first time i was on for the role sure and I thought, oh, my God, my mouth, yeah, I, I turned white, my mouth dropped open, and he was going to give us a note session. Well, I sat there, and I waited for my note, I waited for my notes, and I thought, okay, here we go, I'm going to get notes from Sondheim. Do you know my one note from Sondheim was? My very one singular note. Oh, God, what? The word is moment, not moment.
0: Figure that one out. Oh, my gosh, and really, that's oh, so oh. like him, right? People the say word that is that... moment, just a moment. One peculiar passing moment Right, right? Of, And gosh He says it so many times <laughs> One peculiar
1: passing moment But So when I say You know About the lyric It's wow. you know we can't
0: deny it that Sondheim's just about all acting and just yes. amazing. Yes, right? and he's so into the lyrics. But what, what a great story! And you know, the baker's wife says the word "moment" so many times a zillion and sings times, it. A zillion. <laughs> she says it a zillion. <laughs> oh <time>. my <laughs> gosh! Well, I've heard from people that have talked and worked with with Sondheim and had notes sessions with him and stuff, say that if he's giving you a note, that's good. That means that he's paying attention, and is is, is I think that's a good thing to have a note that like that from here. him. Yeah. Oh my gosh! And so you know, it sounds like you've you know, and watching you and some of the performing that you're doing now and some of the stuff that you've done that I've seen online on YouTube and some of your videos and some of the, your stuff at um, around town. Um, I think being able to work both with Andrew Lloyd Webber's music and Sondheim's music has given you that thing where you are that belter who acts. <laughs> You're welcome. I remember sitting in the... Now, this is just... A, I'll take this luxury. I remember being in the Wings during Follies listening to you at Signature Theatre when you were playing Phyllis, and it was a... To me, anyway, your Could I Leave You was a masterclass in how to do that song. It really was. And, and, and I mean that from the bottom of my heart. And, and, and it's not just because I like you and I think you're awesome. <laughs> I'm saying it because I really... <laughs> Because sometimes I like people and I'm like, oh, that was okay. No, but, but oh my gosh, I, I just was like, and, and it's just the right amount of combo of those two things, which is, is hard to achieve. Because a lot of times you get the people who act it, act the hell out of it. It's wonderful, but they can't sing it or the other way around, right? So yeah, that combo is what everyone wants. And that's probably what's kept you so busy. Judy. Well, you know what's interesting
1: now? What's funny? I'm going back now. In the last five years since I've left Mamma Mia, it's been very mm-hmm. interesting to see kind of the roles that I've been doing, mm-hmm. which have drawn on, oddly enough, my my classical background too. You know, ah. not only the Andrew Weber and the Sondheim, but mm-hmm. like I just did you know five years not just, but that was like now three years ago, uh, masterclass right?
0: Straight right, by, and Maria Callas. Right? Yeah. yeah. Maria Callas. Absolutely. Which,
1: she was one of my idols when I was growing up. I listened Amazing. to her and she was a person who I She was one of my Her and Karen Carpenter They were my wow. two idols Wow Listening to Sounds good, I hear and, it And of course Julie Andrews But but <laughs> was more so um, yeah. More so them Because yeah. I was in the classical world And yeah. she was such an actress Maria Callas And then I yes. got to do Masterclass Wow And being a singer who sang the stuff you yeah. sing in the show. You don't sing no, in Masterclass. No,
0: but, but it's an acting having, tour de force. Yeah, it yeah. was really amazing. And then just doing Romeo and Bernadette. Right, which, which is the show you were doing. Legit. You're doing off-Broadway. And congratulations well. on your Outer Critics Circle Award nomination Thank or award. You. I heard something. Well, Tell us what's going yeah, on with so, that.
1: So this is the deal. This year, because the Outer Critics Circle Award is not having a ceremony... Um, they're giving everyone
0: the honor this year, which is really, really
1: cool. Which that is. We, all get,
0: the, we so know, great. all get the honor, which is so sweet. Oh. Absolutely. So, so and tell us. Miss the red carpet, but <laughs> be able to put on a nice outfit. And... <laughs> no dress. Yes, no dress. dress. <laughs> well, that's good. You'll, 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 you'll get to wear it soon, I'm sure. Now, the Romeo and Bernadette. Tell, Romeo and Bernadette, tell us about that. It's a musical, obviously. And what? In, yeah,
1: it's, it's, you know what? It's, um, it's all new lyrics by, you know, Mar- um, Mark Salzman. Mm-hmm. And basically, it's taken from a lot of Neapolitan songs, things that you know, like, awesome! Oh, you, you know, like, or mm-hmm. all these other different Italian songs. Oh. And it's kind of Romeo, um, Romeo and Juliet meets. The, a Brooklyn mob family ah, and nice. I play what would be probably Lady Capulet but you know it's it's more like Camille Penza in this movie yeah. it's really funny and it's light and lighthearted and fun and it was yeah. really a joy. We, we did a five-week short run, and then we were just moving to another theater, and obviously the pandemic hit, and so we were in tech, and that, that had to stop.
0: But mm. um, Are there plans? I mean, you may not know. You may not know what's going to happen, but is, is it something... He wants to. You
1: know, Eric mm-hmm. Kreb's great, our, our producer. He wants to, to yeah. at some point, bring it back. And maybe, you know, with the pandemic, we'll see... You know, um, smaller shows might have more of a chance mm-hmm. because it's less people in the audience. So I don't know. We'll see. They they do want to bring it back. Right. So we'll, we don't know what's going to
0: happen with that. But well, yeah, and those things are so you know it's so difficult to put everything together and planning and the scheduling and all that yeah, stuff. But I felt like you guys were really picking up steam there. Uh, we were. I know, right? Yeah. And then the, these and awards they also come received out. received other awards. I mean, right? Drama
1: Desk nominations and good. not awards, but just nominations. Sure. Um, so, so that was really great for that as
0: well, oh. you know? Oh, well, I think we're all in that same boat and we're all waiting to see what happens yeah, and all those things gosh. need to be, um, yeah, they need to be, um, ironed out and they will be. Uh, but I mean, you know, you've played so many leading ladies and you've done so many, um, roles, Um, in New York and elsewhere, like you said, in a lot of regional theaters at Paper Mill, your relationship with Paper Mill, which was for a long time, right? And you did, I mean, just looking at those roles, I was so just sad that I didn't get to see you in any of them. But what I, (laughs) I'll confess what I did. I did do something. I went and watched um, the Paper Mill, you posted on your Facebook page, Paper Mill Retrospective. Just because I wanted to hear you sing Eva Perón, because that's my—you know—my mom's from Uruguay, right across the river from my great grandparents were from Argentina, and so oh, you're no, my grandmother saw Agustín Magaldi perform when she was a young woman, and I—I I went with my grandmother to see the the Madonna. Evita you know with Antonio Banderas and my grandmother came out of the movie theater and said they got it right that in that movie the look and feel at least of the movie wow. is very authentic whereas on Broadway you know they jazzed it up a bit and they yeah, did some yeah, different yeah, things yeah. and you know and for those of us that are Uruguayan or, or my a lot of half of my family from Argentina right across the river that's um, yeah so anyway but I so I went on just to see you <laughs> sing hear and see you sing and act even though it was reading a concert. It the was a concert the concert version. version I thought well this is all I'm going to get right now. So I'm going to... and Oh, my gosh. It was so good. It was so great. What great that they have that on. And so Paper Mill has, has put this all online, right? Like a yeah, retrospective. Yeah. It
1: were these symposiums we did a long time ago. You know what's interesting? When I was working on Ava many years ago as a young, young belter learning how to sing, when I learned Ava Perone and the music to Ava... Mm. Um, I realized I could sing anything in musical theater at that
0: point. It's an insane score, right? Well, insane. And and she's in like every scene but one, right? I mean it's two.
1: every scene. It's... And it does everything. Mixing, belting, you know, a little bit of just light legit. It's, it's, it's everything. And if Is you the... didn't have the stamina to get through that, I realized, okay, I had the confidence then right, to say. And I did it three or four times at, the, at that, that time in my career. Um, sure.
0: And I, I feel that, that if you could do that, and I, I know you also did, was it, did you do Aldonza there as well at Paper Mill? Yeah, and I you did that. one of my favorites, Victoria and yeah. Victor Victoria. Victor Victoria. I just, well, I just, it's I just, so my, I just showed my boyfriend the movie for the first time. He'd never seen it. <gasps> so fun. What an experience to so watch, so watch it all over. Fun. 1982, 83, it was that movie. Ah, yeah. oh, But the, the show, obviously the Broadway show. Now, did you do it, was it pre-Broadway? when you did it or was it already had been on Broadway no, do you it remember already happened, but, um, it already happened uh, it was a production at Paper Mill Mark Kobe directed he had done oh, the Broadway production so he wow. pretty much staged that and Leroy wow. Reams did it with me and oh, um, oh, <laughs> Bakuchioli was my, my, my love interest oh you're cool. king you're king so, Marsha. yeah i so just so it was basically that about. was my last show there actually was it oh Victor Victoria yeah. and then you uh-huh. moved that was the it was just basically me going through the Paper Mill archives to see how where can I get Judy <laughs> to, to all the stuff that I know she's done and I, I never got to hear so I mean yeah and I think in a Way all those roles you play a lot of those leading lady roles. Um, what what have you learned from playing all those different strong women and, and sensitive but but you know,
1: well, you know. They, they always have a vulnerable side right. What's the yeah. weakness
0: in all of them and yeah. that's
1: what makes them um, so interesting right. They yeah. all Have the crack. What's the crack? Oh. You know, where's their um, where's the crack? Because everyone has that. F- facade right mm-hmm. um when i did you know then i went on to do this another off-broadway show johnny guitar and boy does she's a strong oh I that's mean, that, she's that 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 role is just like you know you can't joan crawford for god's
0: sake i sing. know and 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 uh, yeah. the movie is so like crazy fun <laughs> and dumb. weird she's, and, yes she
1: she's polishing her gun while the guy's singing you know making cooking breakfast and <laughs> they're polishing her gun <laughs> you know it's like but you know where's the crack?
0: Right. Where in, in the character. And the Johnny Guitar was one I didn't get to see you in, but I have heard the cast recording, because you're on that cast. There's a cast recording, and you're on that, and yeah. that is a wonder to listen to. Thank I really you. enjoy. So, there's
1: some beautiful songs
0: in it. Right? Really songs. Nice and that score.
1: Was a, that, I, that's the year I got... like I felt like that was a turning point in a different way in my career. That was just prior to... That was 2004 as well, and mm-hmm. that was the year of that, and Mamma Mia happened later that year, and I felt like that was just a... You know, I had a drama desk nomination that year and a drama league honor, which was crazy. And um, and then Mamma Mia happened, and it was just it was a, it was kind of a different feel of of appreciation in my career. I can't I don't know how to put the words to it. No,
0: no, I think that's great. I mean, and it's good that you yeah. can find as an actor. Um, points in your career, especially when you've been doing it as long as you've been doing it and you've been doing it a while and in those times, finding peaks and valleys or finding things that are signposts that kind of remind you or or that are, you know, full circle moments too. I think it's important to find all those as I myself, as I'm getting older, going, oh, I did this 20 years ago and now I'm coming back and I'm like doing it as a director or as a, you know. fantastic. I know, it's fun. It's much more fun to do. And you know, I
1: always said to myself every time in my Christmas, I Mm -hmm. was day one, I just want to be a working actor.
0: So let me ask you about. I love
1: the rehearsal more than
0: than anything. Yes, I remember you in rehearsal, and I remember you being very, very focused, and you were, you were into it, man. And a lot of people are like, "Oh, I'm rehearsal," and I'm like, "No, you are, you are into I love it. it." I know. I watched I love you. It. I was it's watching. My favorite you. Part of the process, you're yes. in the
1: room creating, and you're bouncing things and trying it and being like bumbling and being bad and right. you know trying things, and that's my you know bouncing things off the director and the other actors mm. and what do you get from them, and it's like. I, that's my favorite part. Sometimes mm-hmm.
0: more than performing. I hate to say it. Sure. No. No. I hear you. And then once you have to do it eight shows a week for six months or a year or five years or eleven years, it can. <laughs> and it, I think that walk to me anyway. That walk. I've I've never done anything for eleven years, but I remember I had a few shows that I did for six months or a year, yeah. and that. That having, that walk to the theater is always hard. But once you're there, for me, start warming up. Once you get on the stage, that's always, then it all goes away yeah. and it's all joy. Dr. Footlights, right? Dr. Right, Dr. Footlights, was, that's right. I was sitting
1: so, on this thing, this thing that said, why go live? It was a, like a kind of a documentary kind of thing. And, and that was one thing I said. It, it, it's Dr. Footlights. You get out there and somehow you you get it from the, bottom of your gut
0: you get yeah. that energy to there's there's nothing like the live experience which is why i know we are going to come back and we're going to come back stronger than ever and i think people need the live experience i think people are starting to get antsy it's been a while and you know videos and zoom and all that stuff is cute and fun and it's a great way to stay connected it's important but it's not that visceral live theater experience and something that you do so well so um let me ask you this: Since you know you you have been doing this for a while, um, uh-huh. what advice would you give? Because I have a lot of students that listen to to my to my podcast who are, are musical theater majors, at, you know, at George Mason where I teach, or at other schools, and also are just about to head out into this you know really competitive field. And you know, you're a woman in musical theater, a leading lady. That is the most competitive part of musical theater. It is the hardest. There are so many talented women in the business. And and I know you know and are friends with many of them. Uh, yeah. How? What advice could you give, or what? What would you say? Was it that helped you in in tough times, or in when you were you know competing to get things? What What was your What's your mantra? Or what's your what do, What's your go to? You know,
1: I have a, I have a number of them that I still tell my students as well. You know, I pass on. But number one thing is, mm-hmm. if you're not do, if it's not fun while you're doing it, then you're doing something wrong, right? You got there's something wrong. You have to find the joy in what you're doing and the love of it. I I love love to sing. I could sing for four hours straight for nobody for myself and be content. I could sit at my piano and start singing, right? So what's the passion about it? Right? Find the passion, find your joy. What makes you joyful? Is it doing monologues? Is it working on Shakespeare sonnets? Is it? What, you know, Patrick Stewart's doing these Shakespeare sonnets. Today I got my book out and I started reading sonnets. I was like, what's happening?
0: I know, you know? isn't he great? Um, That's so right? nice. Yeah. So
1: find the joy, right? But also there's a number of things that I would have to say to myself. You know, the big thing is compare and despair, right? Compare and despair. Stop, uh, stop comparing yourself to other people. Bring yourself. What do you have to offer? There you go. That is different than anyone else. And, you know, um, and the other thing, as I always say, is what's for you won't go by you. I've said mm-hmm. that since day one of my career. What is for you won't go by you.
0: Interesting. So, meaning, so it's meant to be is what you're saying. If it's meant to be, it'll happen. Right.
1: If it's meant to be, it will happen. What's for you won't go by you. If you don't mm. get that audition, that's not really where you're supposed to be. And right. I can count the times in my career yeah. when I have didn't get a job or mm. didn't get an audition. There's there's
0: hundreds of them. More than I got, Yeah. obviously. You know, you, you, you got to do sure. a lot
1: more than you get, right? Right. But what what was it about you know what's for you won't go by you. What are the things that are really for you? Sometimes mm-hmm. you don't always know. You just gotta and you gotta say okay, that's not where I'm supposed to be right now. Keep, mm. What's the next What's the next thing?
0: And is that something and, you? And, did, that's not something you knew heading right in at at 26 when your first Broadway show. No, you but learned but it I learned over it pretty, time. Yeah, I learned it learned it
1: um, early on, but not you know at that age because I would get. You know, oh, I didn't get this job. I didn't get, uh, you know. Mm. People always think I did Les Mis because I don't know why everything's I did, it, but I didn't. I. I mm. <laughs> that's like one of those jobs. You never I, did.
0: You never did Limis. Yeah. I,
1: I. right before. You got close. cast. Yeah, Richard D. Alexander said, "You're my next team. Okay. And
0: then no. Nope. Because it <laughs> so, wasn't. Was it? If it's what, what did you just say? If it's not been for you, it's for you, for you. Won't go by. Won't go you. by you. So that went by it's you because it wasn't won't for you. Go by you. Right. It wasn't for you. There right, were other things, and other things waiting. Yeah. In a place, and you don't always know the reason why at the time, yes. And, and you have to trust that, it's hard and to so do. Yeah, now, as, as, an ad, as an
1: adult in the career, you know, you just got to keep yourself in a positive place. I'm very much into law of attraction in, mm. in my life, Abraham Hicks, and I listen to Abraham Hicks a lot. Mm. And a lot about that is everything's already given to you, just get in the place, a vibration to
0: receive it. I'm writing it down. Abraham, Abraham Hicks hits. I'm telling you it is wow. it has changed my life in mm. so many ways Cuz um, I I mean you're we've talked about this jokingly a lot on and off every once in a while you're a Virgo I'm a Virgo it's hard we <laughs> no. want to we want to feel like we're in control we want to feel like we're making decisions we want to feel like we're in control of our career and you know in life as this pandemic has taught us sometimes you're just not in control so sit you're back not. yeah and yeah. and just do but your the best Because you are in control
1: of and, and this is the other thing I say when people say to me, you what do you do about auditions?" You get mm. so nervous, and I said, "Not if you're prepared."
0: So the preparation comes in too, and you didn't talk about that earlier. But that's you know, yes, being zen about stuff. But you're zen because the preparation gives you that Correct. zen. You work you your, know your what's butt going off, on at, right? Exactly. Yes. You know what's
1: going on every moment. I have thought through every moment when I'm auditioning. I'm a better auditioner now because I used to hate it. Now I actually enjoy it so mm. um, pretty much, but. Because it's an opportunity for you to like to dig in even more. Mm-hmm. So every moment, if my mind is thinking about what I'm thinking about in the moment of the character and what I'm supposed to be portraying, there's no room for being nervous in there. Right. It just can't, it can't be, there's no room. You can't think to those two dots at the same
0: time. Yeah. Right? Yeah, no, absolutely. You have to, you have to think. Oh, you have to prepare before, so that when you're there, you can fly, right? Dude, if you, you haven't done world. the preparation, yeah. And you're you're you mentioned Julie Andrews earlier. I think she was the one who said that discipline is what gives me the freedom, right? It's true, right? So if I'm not discipline, can disciplined, only learn technique, right? If you know, and that's when I stress. I get
1: an acting technique, get a singing technique, get a dancing technique, and work get it all. Yeah, I'm not thinking about how am I going to get this note when I go up for it. I've practiced this, I practiced this practiced a zillion times in my bedroom, right. That now has gone to the side. Technically, I'm going. Okay,
0: that's 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 there, that. right? Right. Now right. Let, me, let me act the, act the piece. Right? No, absolutely. And you know, when you're doing musical theaters and musical theater and, and a lot of the roles that you have had to play, it's an additional thing you do have to think about. You're not just acting the part in the play, but you have to hit that technically hit that note and belt that totally. whatever it is, high E or whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. I, e, I was just thinking that. <laughs> oh!
1: Just couldn't
0: care less. In chess. <laughs> yes, oh right, during a mountain duet. I eat. Isn't that mountain duet? Yes. Oh, oh my gosh, I love that. That no, so you know right, and so it's being prepared, and I think that's a you know not to harp on the Virgo thing, but you know it Virgos do work really hard, and we are super detail oriented, super focused, and sometimes it drives other people nuts. But the reality is that's what we do for ourselves. We're not doing it to show off. We're not doing it. We are hard workers because we want we want to be ready.
1: Oh gosh, I love you so much for saying
0: that. We're terrified of not being ready. So get it. Right, is, I, of course I get it. Like, my
1: friend says you're, you're like, she calls me actually like a racehorse. You're like a, a thoroughbred. Yes,
0: I have go and had and that. A machine. And go and go. And that's not first, that's I've been... To know right. That yeah. I had a roommate who said, you're a machine. I said, a machine? I'm not a machine. I'm a human being. What are you talking about? This is way back in college. And she's like, you do everything all the time. You're so disciplined and organized. I'm like, yeah, because I'm terrified. If I don't, I won't be ready. It's not because I'm, I'm so disciplined. It's just the discipline comes from a place that I need. I need it. But, you know, I'll tell you a quick Virgo story just off the cuff since we're, uh, I once got the chance to meet Anne Mira. The famous uh, Anne Mira, Mira and Stiller, Jerry Stiller's um, uh, wife, you know, who just recently passed me, rest in peace, Jerry right. Stiller. And I saw them on some benefit thing, doesn't matter how, I, but I met them at this party afterwards and she had done some bit in the show about how she was fixing his tie. She said, Honey, I can't help it, I'm a Virgo. She said, So of course, that was my entree line, right? I wanted to meet them and whatever. And they were at the buffet table and having a drink or whatever, having fun. They were a blast. And I just came right up to Anne Mira and said, I loved you. You were gracious. Thank you. I go, I'm a Virgo too. And she looked at me and she said, have you started the therapy? <laughs> the therapy. <laughs> right. <I don't laughs> so, <start. laughs> so that's what I was thinking when I think about the Virgo. But, I mean, I mean, Judy, you've, you've, you've seen a lot. You've done a lot. And I think that's what gives you that wisdom. You've, you've been through a lot. And I was just listening even recently to something on YouTube that you did. Just some song that from a, a musical called Solana. And I'm throwing this out here. Ah. A Mother Knows... Yeah. Oh my that's gosh! A, that's a project I've been working
1: on for a long time. It's been um, my friends Michael Heitzman and, and Eileen Reed. They wrote it, and they're you know there have been so many readings of it. But that song is just a little gem. You know?
0: Well, because I can't say that comes around. because I can't go see you live. You know, and I saw you. I remember the last time I saw you live was in Los Otros at Everyman oh gosh, in Baltimore. Right. That Michael right. John Like you said a show which was um, a, just a two person show, right? And that was such an interesting show. I would love to see that yeah. get get some more play and, and do as more stuff. But you know, I've been yeah, I am so I I was desperately finding looking for stuff for you online and singing and acting. <laughs> and what do you, do you have any plans now that we're on this pause? Well, I'm trying like to think of it as a little pause where we're thinking stopping, yeah. take meditating before we get back on live on stage. What are you is there any are there any projects that you're working on or any um, things at home you that know, you're doing? I'm
1: figure out the sound system and you know i it's interesting i i you know i i love the theater and, and the interaction live and so that's where i really live so mm-hmm. i am trying to embrace you know finding how to do videos and you know having my voice not overbear the sound right and, you know that's that's what i'm trying to figure out because i'm a i'm a bell
0: you're blowing out all the mics judy <laughs> i'm blowing the mics out so i am <laughs>
1: calling all my sound men friends and Help. trying
0: to figure out like why am i this right. This isn't working. <laughs> Do you have you know, to stand cool like for... two rooms away and then? I <laughs> <laughs> yeah, tried.
1: Right. Listen, the other day I was in my bedroom under pillows and a comforter. I'm not kidding. And I had my computer and the mic under there, and that still didn't work. Oh wow! So I mean, I'm just you know, I'm in a, it's crazy because I was doing this thing for um, Syracuse stage. I did next to normal there yes. a couple of years ago, and mm-hmm. we're doing the finale for one of their benefits, and mm-hmm. I had to record it. And that's like like the end of Let There Be Light is all this like you know high belt. Yes. Thing. I'm like I can't. What am I supposed to do? So it was a you little frustrating. You need bit a
0: sound. You need an in-home sound um, designer, Judy.
1: So right, I, I'm not a sound man. A sound no. So so um, I'm trying to figure that out, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I've had a number of videos to do for certain. Um, like I've done it for the essential workers. A couple of friends have asked me to do things for that. So nice. I've done private little videos for people doing mm-hmm. that, and um you know, I'll get around to doing more videos. I'm not one of those people who throws it up online a lot.
0: Sure. I do no. Bit, I you know. know I was looking. I couldn't find too much. You're very Yeah. No, I don't do a lot yeah. of that. Yeah. I, it's judicious. You know, I don't... Yeah. <laughs> Good I mean, for you.
1: It's, it's not it's not really me right. to do that,
0: well, but I should really learn because it's part of, you know, getting the yourself the promotion bit, yeah. Yeah. Um I just I don't tend to do that very much, mm-hmm. but um I'm doing a lot of teaching master classes, which I love on vocal technique. Wow, that's great! And so, yeah. do you teach over the Zoom now, with with or over yeah, the online? Yeah. So the classes continue uh, that way. And if anyone wants to study with you, do they? Do you have a uh, an email or a place where people yeah, can reach you, absolutely. or did you just go to your website, JudyMcLean.net? Uh, well, do nah. no. not updated. It's not, which not is updated. Really bad. okay. Okay. Uh, somebody stole well. my domain name maybe five, six years ago, and what? just took everything. And I
1: just took the wind out of my sails. So I'm oh, no. trying to build that back okay. up. So don't, so don't go website. there. Because it's like it's it's all old material, but sure, I'm sure. eventually update that. But um, but you can go to Judy McLean at me.com if you want to study private voice. Because okay. I do that, and I'm also going to be doing some things. Um, right now there's a couple that are just invitation only. Master, actually down in your neck of the woods, um, oh. down near DC, mm-hmm. with a lot of students from there. I have a lot of Good. students from down there actually.
0: Oh wow. Um, Okay. And I'm
1: always on Facebook or Instagram, so mm-hmm. if anybody's interested in doing that. Sure,
0: they can, sure, they can find you, mom you mom mom. on the on the social media. Yeah,
1: not the Judy McLean Mamma Mia one, because that's my a fan person. Russia, you
0: have a fan so. a Facebook fan page? Yes, you've <laughs> arrived. You've yeah, arrived. I'm a fan Instagram. Yeah, yes, Mamma the Mamma Mia one. So, but, and, um, and I know you sorry. also. Go ahead. No, keep on. Sorry. No, so
1: I've been just doing. I teach private Teaching privately for many many years. Yes. Many years, so, um, you've been a now I'm doing a little bit more of the master class. I do them in colleges and, and high schools.
0: I've been doing that for
1: a, a lot of years now, actually mm-hmm.
0: going and just working with different um, down at at Wagner College and other mm-hmm. places. So that's Well, that's good. Really fun to do that yeah, that. and as we head into the fall semester, a lot of colleges and universities are going to need um, some masterclass folks. So I might plug you in with some George Mason people just because um, I, I, I would love my students to, to, to hear from you and have a, a package of oh, some sort it. where they can hear and they can talk to you and and, and get some training and I'll that's figure good. something out. But um, so talk to me about taking a shift here from, from the singing yeah. lessons to all the work that you've done. Cause I know you're not just about, you're not one of those people. And that's one thing that I love so much about working with you in Follies that the short time we had together is that you're someone who knows how to talk about stuff that isn't theater. And you're someone that has a life beyond theater, even though theater is so much of your life and yet you have a life beyond it, which is great. And not everyone's able to do that. So your love of animals, which I know I, it's really my, it's one of my, it's probably either my first,
1: might be my first love. Like your first actually. love, right.
0: So your love of animals. And I love to sing and I love theater,
1: but my heart is about making the planet a better planet. And, um, I've done a lot of work with the Cheetah Conservation Fund. We did something called Angels of Music that we raised money for the Cheetah Conservation Fund where we've helped Lori Marker, who's like the Jane Goodall to cheetahs in Namibia, mm. Africa, and we help her. Um, we've raised over a million dollars for her to get these dogs that they raise with the the goats mm. and go out and keep the cheetahs at bay. Um, oh. And So that was, that's been a really really cool thing we haven't done that for a few years because the woman um, Catherine Hilker who is in charge of that has gotten older and she's um, Ill, Ill health but um, mm-hmm. so I did a
0: lot of that um, mm-hmm. and also I work with Bernadette and um, Broadway Barks and Broadway Barks oh so what a great organization i yeah. raised
1: money for my own like Sean Casey and Rescue I did a, a benefit for Sean Casey to raise money for that them mm-hmm. um, and just my own rescues as I go along in the
0: world you know yeah and right. I know you've it's combined, right. at one point you combined sort of, I, I saw a one-woman show that you did called Endangered Species, where yes, you where you yes. taught, which is such, such a clever idea. Do you I really still, want to do, you... do more. Of, I actually want to develop that yeah. to actually better, you know, it, it was kind of a,
1: a first kind of go-around at it. And it was actually done at the Signature Theater. Yes. And, but I, I think there's something there to do that, you know, Endangered Species. Yeah. You know, what, so what does that fun. mean as being a woman and a leading lady in theater? and Getting older maybe now and how that works and you know, I don't know. I don't know, there's something in that, right? There'll
0: be always something. I think that's great.
1: I'm always trying to enlighten people about the situation. You know, everybody's Mm -hmm. watching this Tiger King and I've known about that for years and it's just a little upsetting that people (sighs) talk about the real issue, which is actually the trade of of the big cats and you know.
0: They focus on the entertainment and and not on the issue part. Right? right, they miss they so missed upsetting. the issue, yeah. which is yeah. sad. Yeah. I wish that yep. there was more of a way. So you know, hey, that's they, that's you, that's Judy. Right. That's you right. need to do it. Yeah. You need to get out there and and mm-hmm. do it during these times that you're yeah. not you know working your butt off on stage, which is what you're <laughs> usually doing. Um, so now you need you have you have a little of time to figure that stuff out yeah. and see what you can do. True. But you know, Judy, it's always wonderful to talk to you, and I don't get to do it enough. And it's so great that you were able to do this. For for us here on American Theater Artists Online, and and we're gonna have to have a part two when we have more time, and and and, mm-hmm. and and bring you back, talk about what you're doing when you rev back up and you get back on stage and all the other things you're doing aside from that. But congratulations on your Outer Critics Circle Award now, and all of you who who, who have been awarded, yes, to all yes, of you. LaChance was in my category, which I love her. It oh, it's isn't it fun yeah. that everyone gets to win? I think that's great. I know. It should always be we that. Have to yeah, yes. was just one. there like, was something like, that give the
1: award to all the kids, all the, the little kids. Yeah, everybody gets awards just oh, for
0: playing. Yay! There you go. <laughs> that's what they do now. Anyway, right? The, all the trophies. But no, you guys. You know, as far as I'm concerned, you guys deserve all the awards and accolades thrown at you because I've been, you know, going to New York every. You know, because I'm in DC, I'm so close to New York. Yeah. Um, going two or three times a year and seeing all the amazing work that's done, both off Broadway, off off Broadway, and on Broadway, and around the country to regional theaters. You guys work so hard. And now that I'm on the other side of the table, I see how much, how hard you guys and I remember, and and I'm always very kind to act. I'm a good, I'm a good actor. I'm an I'm actor sure director forever. No doubt. I defend we need to, to work the death. Together. We need to do something together. We do. We absolutely do. That I would be, would be oh really, so be lucky if I could I be on stage it. with you. I get to lift you again, like I did. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I had so help. I had help. That. There were there were several of us. You know. But guys. you
1: know, I have to say, you know, everybody. I do want to say one other thing, but with kids that are growing up, they always like, how do you get on Broadway? How do you get on Broadway? Yeah. It's like, wow. You know what? The regional circuit is pretty darn special and the stuff that's being done, I've done more things that are sometimes more artistically amazing mm-hmm. and gratifying in a lot of these amazing regional theaters around the country. So I am grateful for that. I have to say, it's not just about Broadway or off-Broadway, it's just not just about New York, even though I love it dearly. I have done some of my most amazing creative and theatrical experiences have been outside of New York City. Well, and I know
0: that, that you know, not to, you know, we could go on forever here, but I mean, I know that you've done stuff like Light in the Piazza, in, in, you know, and you've done some other great shows that you've gotten to do in regional theater, and you're right, and it is a great place to go, and for 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 students that are just leaving school, this idea that they have to rush to New York, you know, get right. some regional credits under your belt, get some, yes. you know, get some experience, and even after you've been in New York, go and do some yes. regional theater to freshen up and to get, yes. you know, get some new experience, be in another city for a few months. It's, amazing. it's you learn That's a like lot.
1: The most amazing part of my career, I've toured the country five times. I've, you
0: yeah. know, and great. I get to be in a place and really get to know like St.
1: Louis or or D.C. I loved working down there. That was so much fun. Well, we
0: loved having you.
1: It's great. So, so,
0: yeah. Well, good.
1: I a lot of my time in regional theaters, and
0: I think it's a great place. Well, I, I'm sure the regional theaters appreciate your shout-out, especially now. They are going to need it more than ever when we come back. Yeah. So yeah, thank you. Yeah. You know, Judy, this has been a pleasure, as always, talking to you. And I want to yeah. do it more, so we'll, we'll probably have a part two at some <laughs> point. I'm, 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 I'm just saying there'll be a part two. I'm like, I'm committing you to a part two before <laughs> you've it? even said anything. <laughs> Poor thing. She's I like, wait a minute. You need me I'm here. I know. And that's always the way I felt. And when I was in uh, Follies with you, it felt that way, too. So. Great. Thank you so much for being here. And, you know, American Theatre Artists Online is glad to have you. And we wish you all the best and all this wonderful uh, next stage that we're going to go into soon, I hope. Yeah. Stay safe, everybody. Thanks, Judy. Bye.